This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right that priests said her any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found out Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to the left wing. Well, La Rochelle are once again champions of Europe. Leinster's wait for a fifth Heineken Champions Cup title continues. It was an incredible final here at the Viva Stadium. La Rochelle came from behind to beat Leinster by 27 points to 26 to retain their title. Well, Rory O'Connor is here with me. Rory, we've watched La Rochelle lift the Heineken Cup. They've complete their lap of honour in front of their incredible fans who seem to have little interest in leaving the stadium. Um, what, a, what a final, but after the start Leinster had, this one, this Heineken Cup final defeat is really, really going to hurt Leinster. Absolutely, Sinead. I suppose why would they? I'm sure Leinster fans stayed long, long into the night in Cardiff in 2012 when Johnny Sexton led them back from the brink against Northampton. And we've just seen the equivalent here Although, in a kind of a karmic fashion, it's, uh, it's, it's Leinster who are on the receiving end from La Rochelle. Ron O'Gara at home. What will it mean to him? They led by 17 after 12 minutes. They led by 16 minutes going into halftime. And every time it looked like La Rochelle were gone, they kept, kept coming back. And they just rested slowly but surely, finger by finger. They re- le- rested Leinster's grip from that trophy. Stuart Lancaster said during the week that he's learned 189 lessons while he's been coach of Leinster. Well, I'd say he's got 189 regrets leaving this stadium today because they should have won this game. They put themselves in an incredible position. They were they blew La Rochelle away in the first 17 minutes and they just stopped. They declared. They liked, it was like they, they, they were like a runaway train and they pulled into the station and they said, let's wait here for the title. They tried to manage the game. Like they missed two conversions. And at the time, we were talking about it earlier, we, we never thought it was going to matter. You know, it looked like they were just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But they mattered so much. And they were hard kicks for Ross Burrell. I'm not blaming him. He hit the post of both of them. But every point matters against this La Rochelle team. They're never, ever, ever gone. And what a coaching achievement from Ron Nogara. What a performance from this champion team. Who really, if it weren't for a red card from Levani Bottier and Twickenham in 20. 20. They could be going for three in a row here. They could have won three in a row here. They were the better team that day across the, across the game. They were the better team in Marseille last year across 80 minutes. Leinster were in really good positions, but they couldn't hold on. And again this year, over the course of the 80 minutes, despite that start, they deserve to win this game because they kept playing. They kept coming. They played their game. They owned their identity. And they just hammered and hammered and hammered. They scrummed. They mauled. They used their power game. They kept running. They kept probing. Antoine Hastoy had a difficult first half. The rookie's out half, but he was great in the second half. Priest Dulan, 
sensational. Their centre's carved Leinster open a couple of times. Hugo Keenan had to make two absolutely des desperation stops. And it was really only when they went behind for the first time with a couple of minutes to go that Leinster started playing again. They will have so many regrets about this defeat. I don't. I spent most of the year going to Leinster press conferences where they talked about the hurt of Marseille. I mean, he can triple it. It's going to have damaging consequences for Ireland's World Cup campaign now because so many of these players will now be wounded. It's it's an incredible day, an incredible game of rugby. For Leinster fans, it's the darkest day they've experienced in a long, long time. They're trophyless again for the second successive season, which for a squad of this quality really isn't acceptable. And they know that themselves. They were devastated at the end. You mentioned their darkest day. And second year in a row, as you say, that Leinster come away that they end their season without a trophy. It, it's incredible, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like people said last weekend, wouldn't matter. But I think it matters an awful lot now, especially because they should have a final to look at. I mean, I don't know how they pick themselves up for the Stormers next week, but they don't even have that to, to have a bit of consolation next week. And they put everything into this. They, you know, they sacrificed the URC for this, basically. They sacrificed another trophy to win this one. They rested their players. And I think Leo Cullen's going to have a massive review into what went wrong this season. But he had one last year. He said himself that he contemplated not coming back after last year's defeat. He only wants what's best for Leinster. That's what he's all about. And he'll be as devastated as anyone else. But his players, like these players who we saw win a Grand Slam, they went into their shells. They shrank in the face of the incredible resistance that La Rochelle put up to them, the power from Will Skelton. I mean, God help Ireland if they come up against Australia next in the, at the World Cup because Skelton just causes Irish teams so, so many problems. But it wasn't, you know, the, 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 the last try, the big moment for George Henry Colomb, they threw the ball to Skelton for the three malls that led to the penalties, that led to Ronan Kelleher being Simbin and Colomb scoring the try. So it wasn't as, he, as if he was the one who caused all the problems, but Leinster were gone in, in so many ways. It was really only that try... And they made, like, there was individuals made big plays. Josh van der Feer made a big play. Charlie Natai made a big play. Dan Sheehan made a big play. But James Lowe sliced the ball twice. Was he fit again? Was, was that a, a, the correct call to play him today? Tyke Furlong didn't look fit. Now, like, it's hard to argue against starting Tyke Furlong, but he didn't contribute that much around the pitch. And a lot of their players didn't get their hands on the ball for large stretches. Like, for such a dominant opening quarter, I was kind of thinking as the second half, first half went on, got a few of these, like, like Robbie Henshaw got his hands on the ball and, I hadn't seen him. And he made a big second-half defensive play before he went off with a head injury. Look, they lost their captain midway through the first half. Did the loss of James Ryan precipitate the collapse? It got Jason Jenkins on early. That was a factor. But they have a whole summer now to look back with all of these regrets. Stuart Lancaster moves on. Johnny Sexton moves on. Dave Kearney moves on. They do so without that trophy lift that they all wanted. They do so without the celebrations. They'll, I'm sure it's a dark, dark place, that dressing room right now. Yeah, let's just look at the end game again. I mean, Leinster obviously had three tries after 12 minutes, 17 nil up. It felt like it was going to be Leinster's day. But Leinster, or La Rochelle once again timed their run perfectly. They took the lead for the first time in the game with eight minutes to go. As you mentioned, Globe scored that try. Hastoy got the conversion, 27 points to 26. I mean, the end game was so nerve-wracking. Uh, obviously, Ronan Keller was in the bin. Jonathan Dante was in the bin. And then Leinster were at the La Rochelle line and then the red cards to Michael yeah, Alatoa. You know, it's a lack of composure from the Samoa captain, the player who's won Super Rugby. You know, Leinster signed to add to what they have off the bench, like Jenkins, like Natai. You know, I don't think, I don't remember him doing something like that during, uh, you know, at a big moment of a big game before. He's, he's you know, a fairly clean technical player. 
Michael Alato, but he just got it completely wrong at that rook. Made contact, he knocked the try scorer out. Pretty sure Cologne was actually part of the racing team that lost to Re- uh, Leinster in 2018. But, I mean, he was laid out. It was a definite red card, and it just handed La Rochelle the game at a moment where Leinster needed to keep their heads. They made a, a really, really bad, bad error. One of their most experienced players made a really, really bad error. You know, could they have kicked the penalty? It was very difficult. You know, Ross Byrne, that was right at the end of his range. They went to the, 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 not the, the corner. They only got as far as the 22, but Charlie Natai got them into position. They got turned over on the line. They kicked it back to low. Low returns it with interest, and they're pounding, pounding, pounding. I'm sure they were, they were building either towards a Ross Byrne drop goal or trying to eke out a penalty. But in the end, Al Alatoa makes that mistake, and that's composure. That's what Leinster have been drilling all season. I mean, they've flat, once again, they've laid waste to everyone until April, and they've collapsed in May. You know, last week their composure wasn't there, and they kind of blamed that on the fact that they didn't have their their, their top guys out. Thomas Clarkson made the big knock on another replacement tight end, but a far less experienced player. He made the knock on against Munster. But when the chips were down, despite all of the great training they do, despite all of the wins they've had over the course of the season, they weren't able to come up with the goods. Did they miss Johnny Sexton? Absolutely, because he is one of the greatest players to have ever played the game in Ireland. He is Leinster's probably greatest player, certainly most influential player. They've never won a European Cup without him. But then they had him on the pitch last year and, and even went for most of it, and it didn't work out then either. So, you know, he's 37 now. They weren't going to have him. You know, he's already pretty much gone from Leinster. I've heard, I, I believe he had a big role in the build-up. But, you know, coming back from this, you know, without having the home final as a carrot, I mean, revenge only took them so far today. It's going to be so, so difficult. You've got to say La Rochelle managed the game better. Like they, I, I looked at the stats at halftime. La Rochelle had dominated possession, dominated territory. They'd made more passes. They'd forced Leinster to make more tackles. I was like, God, Leinster, Leinster blitzed them. But they never were able to control the game. You know, they got ahead and they didn't control their lead. They almost wanted to manage the game home with 68 minutes on the clock. And you just can't do that. Um, these players are experienced enough to know that. Like that, that's, you know, that's like for all of the great individual moments and plays that they pulled out, out the overall composure across 80 minutes wasn't there. And for a team of this cohesion, of this ability, it's, it's going to haunt them forever. And you mentioned there, obviously, Stuart Lancaster as well. I mean, God, what a way for, for him to end his, his time with Leinster as well. Absolutely. And for Sexton as well, who would have wanted to go out you know, with, by winning a double in the Viva Stadium in blue. And we saw the anguish on his face when he was coming off here a couple of months ago at the Grand Slam game. And, and he, you know, we saw him come onto the pitch, actually, and, and kind of remonstrate with Jaco Piper right at the end. He was unhappy with some of the refereeing decisions. I think some big decisions went in Navarrechelle's or in Leinster's favour in that second half, to be honest. Um, obviously, you need to see it back to really see it because that breakdown was an absolute war. But for Lancaster, look, he's had an indelible... He's made an indelible mark in this province. He's, he's had a huge impact on the players he's worked with. They've all talked about it. And I think he has improved a lot of these players... And he's worked on their leadership skills and all of these things. But ultimately, he's been here for seven years and they've won one European Cup. And they won that one in a bit of a white-knuckle ride over in Bilbao in difficult conditions. But they got over the line in the end. But you think about that team, like Eason Nasewa was playing that day. Sexton was five years younger. Like, that's a long time ago now. This is a new team. Like, Dan Sheehan still has never won anything with Leinster. He scored two tries in the final, a bit like Simon Zebo a couple of years ago. And he's, and he's, and he's ended up on the losing side. And, and look, it's hard to get back here. I know Leinster are still going to be one of the best teams in the tournament next year, but they'll never have another Dublin final this team. They might have one in 10, 15 This is going to be the biggest regret, it feels like, because it was all laid out for them with yeah. the finals. Well, it comp- it's compounded by last year, because last year was their biggest regret. But they, they built everything towards this year, the, the, the home final. 
you know, to get into that position. I know they were leading last year and got it eked out again, but you know, there's a like they brought in Declan Darcy, the former Dublin footballer and assistant manager this season, um, to to work on their mental skills. They've previously had Gary Keegan in, um. Like that, is it a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? Can they just not handle this profile of player? I mean, they, they, they can when it's against France or South Africa. You know, it's it's when they're with Ireland, they seem to be freer and they seem to, like, you know, New Zealand came back at them and the, yeah, the Ireland players. And like they are, I know it's not really fair to, but like a lot of these players are interchangeable. But New Zealand came back at them in that series and they held it out. You know, they got over the line and maybe that's the whole composite of Ireland, but it's also Andy Farrell. Look, there's so many questions that are going to be asked about Lencer now because. For as I say, from September to April, no one can stop them, and something's gone wrong in, in May again. And this is hard, fine margins, all of those things. It's hard to do. That's why it's such an achievement to do it. But to lose against Saracens from winning position in 2019, to lose a quarter final against a Saracens team they should have blown out of the water in 2020, to lose against La Rochelle, you know, in their first kind of season, you know, comprehensively in 2021, and then to be in commanding positions in finals in 2022 and 2023 and lose. And especially to Ronan O'Gara's ladder shell, considering his own personal connection to the whole uh, island of Ireland and this stadium, it's it's a bot it's a body blow that they're going to struggle to recover from. Yeah, it is, and it's going to be a really tough post-mortem for them. And just as you mentioned, obviously Ronan O'Gara there, obviously Donica Ryan in the Larachelle coaching staff. My God, the man with the magic touch, Ronan O'Gara. Sensational yeah. achievements. Sean Dougal is there as well, the former Munster flanker. He does the rest and see. And um, Ulton Delang came on and had a big impact in the closing 10, 15 minutes. The former Connacht lock who kind of got you know left out of. I'm sure he was picked behind a couple of those Leinster players over the years and had a point to prove as well. You know, he made a big move at the last summer and it's worked out so well for him. He started the semi final, quarter final. But O'Gara, I wrote during the week, he's in Leinster's heads. My God, he saw the reaction at the end. You know, he was fairly unequivocal in his joy. His family are here. He loves this stadium. He played 45 times here for Ireland. He's never coached in Ireland, but now he's got the hex on Leinster. He's won two European Cups as a player. He's won two European Cups as a, well, Champions Cups as a head coach. It's bigger than that now with the South Africans in here. They beat former champion Saracens in the quarterfinal, former champions Exeter in the semifinal. They've beaten Leinster on their home patch in the Lions Den, as he said on, on Saturday. And some people hate when we big up Ron Nogaro, but he is an Irishman who has gone over the last decade and created something incredible for himself between coaching at Racing, going to the Crusaders, winning Super Rugby as an assistant coach, and now being the main man for La Rochelle, um, a, a team that really, you know, have never won a French title in the modern era anyway, and they, they'd never won a European Cup or a Champions Cup before. What he's manufactured there is nothing short of incredible. Like, he is, to, me, to my mind at least, the outstanding candidate to coach Ireland whenever that job becomes available. And obviously, no one's rushing Andy Farrell out the door. You know, Munster have missed the trick by somehow not managing to convince him to come home. I think he's moved past that now. He's under a long contract. He's very happy. His family are very happy over there. But the job that he has done, yes, he has a big budget. Yes, he has world-class players. But he has to identify them. You know, Bath have a huge budget, and they're one of the worst teams in Europe. Toulon, who were here last night, have a whopper budget. They're, they're winning the Challenge Cup. Toulouse have a unbelievable budget and Leinster blew them away like the mental strength to be 17 and 16 points down during that first half to come back and win a European Cup final it is outstanding and he's doing it in a second language what an achievement for Owen McGarren and it'll sicken Leinster I'm sure most of the Leinster fans have, have already switched off already it'll sicken them to hear that but he is an incredible coach having been an incredible player and you know he deserves a good night out in Dublin tonight <laughs> 
Yeah, no, he absolutely does, uh, Rory. Thank you very much for, for that. Uh, congratulations uh, to Ron Rogara and his La Rochelle team. Commiserations to Leinster. Their wish to become uh, five-time winners of the Heineken Champions Cup continues. That's it from us. Thanks for listening. This is an Irish independent podcast.